liberty lockdown please scan your barcode your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold where did it come from and where did it go it requires a fight not tweeting from your phone don't need a king get him off the fucking throne if you're riding with the thought you've always got a home the virus is scared of will come and it'll go the government knows this don't get treated like a hoe Welcome everybody to another live stream edition. We're back in this mother father. I can't believe it. YouTube, thank you for letting me back. It's a freaking Christmas miracle. And we are joined by my brother from another mother, Mr. Legendary Energy himself. Anomaly. What's up, man? Yo, congrats on being back on. I'm I'm on my email right now snitching on you trying to get you rebanned. So Dude, that's messed up. That's messed up. Yeah. I, I was so fortunate to get uh, you know, a reprieve the the governor put in a pardon request for me. So I'm I'm back over here. We'll see how long it lasts. Um, but I'm I'm still happy to to have a voice. Uh let's hop right into it, man. I, I got a bunch of like random, I just want to throw a potpourri at you. Uh, I did all videos because I wanted to just you know riff off things. Um first up, we got Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks seemingly yes. yeah, seemingly having realized some fatal flaws in the logic of leftist ideology. This is oh, hilarious. I love it. Yeah, me too. The way that it happens is I know that in, in California, at least, with the phasing out of gas-powered cars, and they'll probably do the same thing with uh, gas stoves, is they just ban the sale of any new gas-powered cars or any new gas stoves. And so... The technology that you have in your home, the gas stove that you have in your home, if it breaks, not only are you not able to buy a new one, but it gets increasingly more difficult to just repair it. You get what I'm saying? And so, like, I that's, get it, but look, that's a bump. That's the normal bumps in the road as you transition to things. I know, but Jenk, like, don't minimize the financial burdens associated with these things, okay? Because, no, like, I am literally freaking the fuck out about the charging <laughs> station thing. I'm like, it's gonna cost. We're gonna take out a massive fucking loan to pay for it. We're not getting any help from the fucking government on that. And did you did you guys ask? Is there any tax credits? <laughs> but seriously, Jake, seriously, there's no government help at all to Jake, transition. I don't you guys? give a fuck about tax credits. No, no, I'm saying for the HOA. Like, no, so I, there's been no talk of tax credits. I haven't seen anything about tax oh credits. Oh my god. To it. Maybe there are tax credits, but I don't give a fuck about tax credits because you have to <laughs> shell out cash. Okay, like I just I want to do something in response to climate change. That is not my my issue here. My issue is how like we're forced to make all these changes that are a, a financial burden, a giant inconvenience with like little to no help. And the <laughs> I love it, man. She goes, it's not that I don't want to help. It's just that I don't want to help. I want the government to pay for all of it. I mean, is it that simple? Because it sure seems like it to me. She's like, I just did the fucking math sank and I just found out it's not going to work. And he's like, calm down, calm down. Uh, yeah, I know that. But like, it's, she'd make a good libertarian. She's got a potty mouth. She's, you know, she's probably not like Christian conservative or anything. So she, she'll, she'll make a good libertarian in about seven months. It, it is funny though. Cause like she, she got dragged all last week. Cause she was like saying, I'm unapologetically a woman. And like basically right. reclaiming the label. Uh, I, I think that there's like, the, the one good thing about the left is that because they eat their own, it's like just a, a matter of time before anyone with any sort of rational thinking capacity that has held on through all of the insanity of the past decade, like they're almost forced to come over to, you know, I'm not saying to the right wing, but like just to our camp, you know, of the right. 
uh, I don't know. Well, it's a good, I mean, it's actually really smart. I never really thought about it because I just thought get, banning gas stoves is just stupid anyway and evil. Right. But like, you know, so I never really broke it down. But the way it was intelligent, the way she's like, but what about if people own a gas stove and then it breaks? Like poor people are not going to be able to get a new one. And, you know, like things like, uh, I never thought of it that way. That's really <laughs> interesting. And she's like, I'm freaking the F out. I'm like, yo. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't believe that's not like a comedy skit. That's so funny that that's like their actual show. I know it's it's real. And like the fact that Sankst or Chank or Junk or whatever his name is still doesn't get it is like it just it just goes to show like the two uh you know the bipolar nature of the left where you got like one person who's actually dealing with this in their real life and they're like, you know, everything that we've been talking about, it doesn't seem to be working out in reality. And you still got the fucking, you know, heavy D over there that's like no, no, this is fine. <laughs> you know, you got to break a few eggs to make progress. Let's have a reasonable discussion. I mean, I'm, I have millions of dollars for my news network. So, I mean, I really haven't even thought about that. I have a thousand electric stoves. Like, you know, uh, like, me, she's like, she's like me, I don't get paid as much as you. And he's like, oh, I never thought of it that way. To me, it was a really complicated way of her asking for a raise. I don't know if he's her boss, but I'm kind of assuming that, that he is. So, makes sense. Um, this is even more disturbing. Not nearly as funny, but uh actually no i'm gonna i'm gonna hit the bud light lady first this is the marketing genius behind the bud light blitz i had a really clear job to do when i took over bud light and it was this brand is in decline it's been in decline for a really long time and if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand there will be no future for bud light so i had this super clear mandate it's like we Mm -hmm. need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand and my what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is what do what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation <laughs> is sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. I mean. Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor. And it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. So- <laughs> did it work? <laughs> Are you, right. Did it appeal to you as a man? I'm trying to say something that won't come off as hate speech because it's like any joke I could make about that lady is going to come off. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I'm trying to think of all the words. Like I would say, What's it called when you say something about a woman? What can I? I, I can't uh, even think uh, of misogynist. it. Misogynist. Yeah, that you know. Obviously, some of them would flirt on the lines of. I'm not saying I would, but they they could call it anti-Semitism, anti-woman. Right. But her look is very um, dark. <laughs> you know, the eyes are the window to the soul, and I wasn't seeing much. I'll just put it that way. And it's <laughs> no, it didn't appeal to me. But but I made the joke that like. I stopped drinking Bud Light like 20 years ago. So if you're right. still drinking Bud Light, they're doing you a favor. But, you know, they always think it's this brand new idea. They're like, we thought of this new idea, like diversity and inclusion. And and it's like, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. I've never heard that one before. Like, wow, that's that that could work. Yeah, well, I was uh, I actually discovered about 10 days ago that it was 2011. Uh, Barack Obama in August of 2011, Barack Obama issued a a presidential um, you know, dictator directive that that required DEI to be in every single governmental um, agency. And 
naturally because so much of our economy is the government working with you know quote unquote private business um that that dictate ultimately forced a lot of dei into the broader economy as well and i think that it you know at this point now that we're what is it 12 years down the road uh dei is pervasive i'm not even going to go into the esg connection as to why it became so pervasive but it it really is remarkable that you know i'm seeing all these videos now of um, you know, store shelves where the the Bud Light is like the only thing left in the cooler and everything else is gone. I don't know if it like it could be staged just to go viral. That's certainly possible. But I, right. I do think that there is a a breaking point at which um, you offend your your customer base so deeply that they actually finally fight back and and decide not to purchase your product. I mean, there is no real meaningful difference between a Bud Light and a Coors Light or anything else. So like why? I mean, other than just like brand loyalty, I don't see any reason why people wouldn't switch. So I guess. Right. Yeah. I guess one thing I know for sure, because I follow the stock market, uh, you might too, is like people constantly lie about that to push a narrative. Like, for example, like Netflix will be down like 7% in a month, but the market's down 10% and everything's right. down 10%, you know? Right. And they'll be like, look, Netflix is down 7%, but like over three months, it's up. Four percent, and also like you know how the market's been the last two years. It's been terrible. Everything's down. So you know they're saying like, oh look how much market value it lost. It's down two percent. It's up six percent for the month. Like mm. it's not hurting right now in the stocks. It might hurt it later, but every conservative needs that moment of like, yo, it's getting crushed right now. And it's like it's really not. It's nothing different than the, the market itself. But that's the question: is how many you know conservatives did they have? How many are going to follow through on it? how many like gay bars are going to be like, wow, we got to get some Bud Light, huh? You know, it's like the yeah. battle of the cultures. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. I would think it would negatively affect them, but I don't know. Everything's gay now. So it's like hard to, you know, I guess you got to buy like daily wire straight chocolate. You know, it's like, I'm Jeremy boring and my chocolate likes women. You're like, I'll take a <laughs> thousand of them. I don't care if it tastes like cardboard, you know? So like the cult, it's so funny how it all works out where I'm, I'm kind of just waiting to be like, did Bud Light make a mistake or does, is this just going to like blow over? <laughs> my beer is straight as an arrow, brother. Dude, uh, I'm going to drink that beer. I'm going to freaking make, I'm going to kiss that beer. That beer is so straight. I'm going to make out with that beer. That's how straight I am. I buy Ben Shapiro beer. With a, you drinking Bud Light? You No, I'm just kidding. My chocolate is heterosexual, brother. You don't ever throw me in the gay chocolates. No. <laughs> Bro, uh, that's got, we got to make a skit like that. You're like, <laughs> this queer chocolate is no place in my household. My chocolate's so straight. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio. It's on a, it's on a beach with 15 hot models. Your, 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 your beer is really gay. And you're like, dad, calm down. Turn off Sean Hannity. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like we got we got to get some beer and chocolate conversion therapy we got to <laughs> we got to put them back through camp so they'll make sure that they don't do any any of that queer stuff did you uh, just bring but, back some hershey's we got to convert that chocolate we got to <laughs> uh, oh, there's like a priest in the house you're like where where did you get that from just uh, for the <laughs> it, it's it is really weird though because like i i personally don't think that it, it benefits them on their bottom line like you know for one thing give give the gay community credit they uh they have a decent palate, <laughs> you know, like I don't think that the gay people or the trans community is going to be lining up around the block to, to buy up the Bud Light. That's not being purchased by the, uh, the straight, you know, 
country boys that are that are furious that this happened. Um, but I, I still think that the conservatives are not striking the root. They're not paying attention to the ESG aspects of this. The fact that like this ultimately benefits their ESG score to do stuff like this. And until that mm. paradigm changes, the the big boys that move trillions of dollars that dictate whether or not your company is able to be invested in, like that's the real game. And, right. and consumer demand is is very secondary to that. And I don't think most conservatives get that. Do you feel like they're starting to wrap their head around it or am I just being hopeful? I think people get it. Like, I think people understand it, but everybody's trying to wonder like what they could really do about it. And I feel like in my personal opinion, the politicians and, you know, this has really put me at odds with a lot of people because they think I'm like shilling for DeSantis or I hate mm -hmm. Trump or something, but I'm just calling it like I see it. I feel like Trump has kind of taken this role of like a victim where it's like, you know, instead of these like massive accomplishment stories of like all these things that he did do, like locking her up and not selling the vaccine and fighting ESG, it's like, well, I'm I'm the victim. And like, I just got fooled and I hired bad people. And I don't, it, it doesn't feel to me like there's a real plan to, sh it's like, this is all happening. So instead of like crying about it and fundraising off it, why don't you get ahead of it and try to actually beat it? And to his credit, you know, I do want to say DeSantis tweeted out when they did some ESG thing that he's working with a bunch of governors to kind of counter it. So I do see that angle of it. But also people are pointing out he's got some mega donors that are giving like $300 million to Yale. Why would his donor be giving $300 million to a liberal? So to me, it's like WWE. It's like both yeah. of those people are corrupt, but everyone knows about it. People want to do something about it. The question is, as I'm sure you and your libertarian base knows, you have the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. The Democratic Party's in on it, and the Republican Party is nine times out of ten like a fake opposition. But exactly. with a lot of the base, they're like, no, 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 no. Like Everybody's fake except for my guy. And it's like, so what if your guy's in on it too? And it's like, no way. And it's like... <laughs> You know, how many more times do we have to do this until people, quit, you know, are a little tougher and be like, let's not play the victim. Let's actually like get out ahead of it. You know, like let, let's agree, see dude. the slippery slope beforehand instead right. of crying about it like five years down the road. Facts. And and how about we listen to the people that actually saw the slippery slope when you were sliding down it? You know, myself and yourself being two of the people that were doing that with, you know, early stages of lockdowns. It's it's Thomas very nasty. Yeah, know, well, Nancy, yeah, of course. Yep. And, and and Trump tried to, you know, purge him from Congress for it. And and he was like the only congressperson that was willing to stand up and say, hey, this is going to create inflation. Like he's the only one. Like, as right. far as I'm concerned, that dude should be the front runner for the GOP ticket, but he's not. I mean, he's not even a consideration, really. So um I, I will I will give Trump credit for this though. I watched his uh his sit down with Tucker Carlson yesterday and and his willingness to sound the alarm, and granted, yes, it's probably a little bit of fear-mongering, and, and yes, it's also to make Biden look bad. However, it was really refreshing to see a, a former president, a top contender for the presidency that's out there really sounding the alarm about World War III and nuclear war, because that is not discussed by any politicians that I've seen other than in my camp, um, and certainly not on the media. Did you wh What did you feel about it, or did you get a chance to watch it even? I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched a part of it where he was saying he was friends with Gavin Newsom. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And he, he wouldn't criticize Gavin Newsom because, you know, Gavin Newsom's nice to him. And I'm like, so you're going to kick Thomas Massey out of the party, but you'll, you're friends with Gavin Newsom. That's cute. Mm -hmm. And then I saw him kind of talk about how Biden's not too old because then it makes Trump look too old. So he's like, it's just Biden's losing his mind, but I'm not too old. I didn't see the whole thing, but, you know, it, if I'll give it, I'll. Uh, like say that it was great at the other parts 
that there's a reason Trump is so popular. He gave so many gems. He talked about so much stuff. He dropped so many truth bombs. True. He was willing to talk about the truth in Syria. Even now, he's a he's a leader out of all the Republicans. It looks like DeSantis flip flops on Ukraine a little bit, and Trump has been pretty consistent. So right. you know, he really is the realest one there. Um, and and like which, you said, the talk is not is great good. news. <laughs> I guess my thing is, you know, I just hope people like demand that he actually does something because trump really is like a great likable person and that makes a good politician so i'm i just don't know who his cabinet's going to be like is he going to hire thomas massey even i don't trust tulsi gabbard but i think her foreign policy is actually pretty good um is he going to hire a cabinet of people like that or is he going to go with like the pompeos again so that's that's where it all really lies because trump is this masterful (laughs) character like Lindsey Graham, the good guys, Gavin Newsom. He's real hard to read. So I just pray that his mouth follows his actions because, I mean, he'll be better than Biden either way. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's assuming he stays out of prison and, you know, doesn't get uh, waylaid in the election process. But it's uh, it's very it's just it's just disappointing that, like, even though Trump, as you said, like he's got a lot of good nuggets that he'll throw out there that you're like, ah, damn, like I missed this. I missed having a politician who sounded as if they understood something and was telling the truth about it because you just don't get that from Biden ever. Like he ever. doesn't I don't think yeah. he understands anything and he's certainly never telling the truth right. about anything. So, um, you know, the fact that he was willing to do that, you know, this has been my big thing for the past year, practically. But really, for the past three months, I've been you know, sounding the alarm as, as hard as I can about how how perilous the path is that we're, we're taking with the Russia Ukraine war. Um, you know, it just came out a couple days ago with that leak. Uh, there's lots of confusion as to whether or not it's real. I, I tend to think it is real. Um, but excuse me, Israel. Um, <laughs> I, I tend to think it is real because it, the, the fact that they got the media to actually shut up about it makes me feel like, all right, yeah, that's probably something that was leaked. That was confidential. I'm not going to show it just because I think that <laughs> there's a good chance I would get struck for it. Um, but what it showed is that, you know, this is a, a long running plan and that we have uh, American troops on the ground. That's been reported. We've known that for a long time. I, I don't think that people understand what it means if you have an American troop on the ground that is killed by the Russians, even if it's accidental, just because they're in a freaking war zone um, like that would almost certainly bring about a, a hot war between two nuclear powers. How do you how do you compartmentalize that issue? Because I feel like it, it, I kind of obsess over it. Right. Yeah. I guess I don't. Obviously, war is real. Violence is real. I'm not uh, like unaware of it, but I just try not to stress about things I can't control. On sure. that note, it does seem like you know, as we saw with people like Lindsey Graham in Ukraine, uh, as everyone calls it, the deep state. Like the deep state m- means a th- thousand different things, but really, I think my favorite definition was like glenn greenwald where he's just talking about the the state that's not elected that just stays there no matter who's there and kind of runs the show it's like i don't this is bad and good news but it's like biden's really not doing anything you know what i'm saying way smarter people that have sat there for 30 years and controlled both parties it's like they're doing what they were gonna do anyway and i Mm -hmm. think either trump pretended like he wasn't gonna do something or he actually didn't do what they wanted to do and kind of blocked them. And maybe that was why they were pissed, you know, because I think he put like a little wrench in their plans. But, you know, I think they've been 
they've been doing stuff behind the scenes for a long time as far as competing with China and Russia. And now it's like everything's out in the open instead of being like covert, like, oh, we're flying there, but we're not really doing it. You're doing it. Everyone knows you're doing it. That China knows you're doing it. Russia knows you're doing it. It was just kind of fake and passive aggressive for a while. So now now everything's out there. Um, I think personally between Russia, China and America, nobody really wants to turn on that switch that heavy. I would hope. And they're all just kind of putting like inching their way towards what they want to do. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty optimistic person. So I obviously see the threat, um, but it, it's it's the next level of risk. If this were a game of risk, like now, you know, are we going to lose Taiwan? We don't want to. The CIA doesn't want to, but China wants it. The funny thing is no one ever asked Taiwan. You know, you never hear what they it's like. No one gives a shit. Like, who, who owns you? Like, uh, we own ourselves. You're like, no, 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 no. It's either China or America. You have no yeah. say. But yeah, well, I see it. I'm just not worried about it, I guess. OK, well, that's fair. I uh, I am worried about it, unfortunately. And uh, I, um, you know, I just feel as if like because so many people in America are not privy to the risk, like at least you're aware, you know, I, I completely uh, agree and understand with people that are like, I know that that's happening and I'm just going to kind of like move on and, and pray it doesn't get as bad as it could. Um, but the, the folks that really have no idea, particularly the people that are like, you know, Ukraine flag and bio type of folks. And you're like, oh man, like you, you have no idea what you are advocating on behalf of. You just, you just really don't get it. And, and it's, it's remarkable because it, it's oftentimes the same people that had the black lives matter, stuff in their profile and then it was also the lockdowns just stay home vaccine mandate type of folks and and these people just don't they seem incapable of waking up and i i was actually um i've been trying to tweet this out but for whatever reason it's not sending um i was reading up about the uh stanley milgram experiment in 1961 and it was that essentially milgram i think it was at yale he did a, a study where they would have someone come in and sit in a room and then they would have an actor in another room. I'm sure you've heard of this. And they would have a, a scientist looking person tell them to turn up this, this knob until someone would scream out in agony. And at the highest level, it would say potentially fatal. And 65% of the people were told that until we finish this experiment, you can't leave. And they, and 65% of the people would, uh, would turn it all the way up to the max thinking that they had, you know, either incapacitated or, or murdered someone in the other room, 65%. And then I looked at the statistics for the global vaccination rate and it's about 65%. I was like, <laughs> right. I was like damn dude. Like, I right. just think, I think that we, we saw, you know, a Fauci led Milgram experiment on a global scale. Am I overstating it? What do you think? No, I think you're totally right. I think that's, that's exactly it. And the person you're talking about, like there's levels to being a useful idiot, but uh, like the the Ukraine flag in your bio, wear three masks, get five vaccines, yelled everybody. I mean, that's like the lowest on the totem pole of like the sheep, you know, because there's right. all sorts of traps like these people are so scrambled. It's like, you know, they don't know. They don't know who they are. They're, they're, they're like it's like they're a mess. So, yeah, it's sad that so many people are like that. And, you know, with my channel and my stuff, I try to think of it this way. There's so much propaganda out there where it's like you have foreign propaganda, you have domestic propaganda. For whatever reason, the U.S. seems to like hate its own people. So I know they're like, oh, we have it under control. We're the deep state or whatever. But it's like, why do you hate us so much if, if you really care about it? like I understand war propaganda and I'm not saying it's right. But like being like, we love America. Let's go fight them. 
like that makes sense even though it's still propaganda but like mm -hmm. what's up with this propaganda making us weak pathetic like clearly the people running the show absolutely hate us so we're being scrambled in like a thousand different directions and you have like republicans that come through and like put a like a patriot flag on like an iraq war and and then you have like a trump thing where he's like kind of your friend but like kind of selling vaccines for bill gates and like right. people are so scrambled that like the nicest thing you could do is try to just like unravel it and then people can just start to think a little freely because it's hard to dive into the mind of like what you said, like the people that would literally be willing to hurt somebody to get out of a room, the person that would literally be willing to like, you know, disown their own son because he won't get a Moderna shot. Like it's it's hard to even under or overstate how lost these people are yeah. and the process to like get them back to normal. I don't like I don't know if anyone can do it because it's just so they're so far gone. And it's honestly I, I feel weird saying this, but I haven't even talk to anybody like that in person a long time or if i have we haven't talked about politics because it's right. just like i don't i don't even know where i'd start i only see it online luckily um <laughs> you know luckily yeah. that because i don't know what i'd do if someone came up to me with like a ukraine flag on their shirt like yelling at me i'd be like what what like algorithm are you from you know like you, you don't belong in my world <laughs> i don't know how you how you transition from mainframe to mainframe but you're in the wrong frame homie like you gotta uh, go over yeah. there <laughs> Get uh, out of my tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I feel the same way. I don't, I think because I, you know, I've been traveling a ton lately for, you know, libertarian speaking gigs and stuff for the LP. And um, yeah, I only interact with people that are kind of, you know, at least semi awake or fully awake. <laughs> and, and if I were to encounter, like, I'm going to go to a family reunion in June and I'm going to meet up with a bunch of my family that I know went deep down the COVID, you know, uh, black hole. And I don't know how we're going to engage with one another. You know, they know you that should, I have a show. Pokeballs. You should bring some Pokeballs. Just throw a Pokeball at one of them. Like, what are you doing? You're like, I don't know. I didn't like, it's like a rare Pokemon that you haven't seen. You're just trying to catch them. That should, that should go over well at your family. Dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, my grandma would be like, the fuck is wrong with you? son? <laughs> Stop uh, watching CNN. She's like, ah, I'm well, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, lunatics that uh, i do not want to catch in my pokeball uh, let's let's check out marco rubio uh making it explicit what libertarians have been arguing for a very long time look i think the bottom line is we're in a conflict and i think we have to start talking about it that way you know we a lot of time most of the people are up here now i don't remember you know i was very young obviously at the end of the cold war but it's been about 30 years since there was another superpower on the earth uh, that was in conflict with the United States. And we are back in that place. And we need to stop pretending like that's not the case. Now, I hope it's never an armed conflict, but it's a conflict at every level you can imagine. Brazil, in our hemisphere, largest country in the Western Hemisphere south of us, cut a trade deal with China. They're going to, from now on, do trade in their own currencies, get right around the dollar. They're creating a, a secondary economy in the world, totally independent of the United States. We won't have to talk about sanctions in five years because there'll be so many countries transacting in currencies other than the dollar that, that we won't have the ability to sanction them. Yeah. Um, immediate takeaway for me, like this is the reason that the petrodollar system is dying is because they weaponized the U S dollar because all of these other, you know, friendly countries, these allies allegedly that were trading in the U S dollar, the, the whole reason they did it is because it was the most stable currency and it wasn't used as a, as a weapon of war. And now, because we sanction everyone and we ask questions <laughs> later, the, right. the, all these countries are like, look, this paradigm is untenable. Like, I can't live in this way where if I have a regional conflict, like if there's some sort of chicanery that's going on in a, a bordering state to my south, just say hypothetically, 
Um, and there might be some sort of chemical weaponry that's being produced there. Hypothetically, this is not a true story at all. Well, I want to have the capacity to intervene. And if I if I intervene, and that means that I'm then kicked off the global trading sphere, you know, including having hundreds of billions of dollars of my reserves that are being held at a central bank. Say I have rubles and they're being held at a central bank and then it's just seized uh, because I, I had to transition it into U.S. dollars. Well, I'm not going to do that anymore. And all these other nations that aren't necessarily, you know, in direct alignment with hypothetically, just say Russia, hypothetically, none of this is true. Um, they're all thinking to themselves, well, we got to get the fuck out of this game. Like this is terribly dangerous and we we have no autonomy whatsoever. And you have Marco Rubio set, stand up there going like, well, we have to continue on this path because, you know, now sanctions aren't going to work. It's like, no, 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 the sanctions aren't going to work because you've continued on this path my entire lifetime. I don't know. Any thoughts? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it sounded like he was disappointed. He couldn't keep sanctioning countries. He's like, oh, now we're not going to be able to sanction them. Yeah. And it's like, you should have been uh, thoughtful with them for sure, because it's like, yeah, they over sanctioned so many people, even in Syria. Like I know someone in Syria and he was telling me, although Trump did a better job than Obama, obviously, like C Syria got cleaned up. They stopped fighting a little bit. Uh, Israel's still bombing them and also America sanctioning them. So they're making the people of Syria poor. So it's like it's better than killing them. And like we appreciate that Trump did that. But this idea that like nothing. Oh, we just saved Syria. No, we're, we're still trying to destroy them because they work with Russia and Iran. So, yeah, I mean, I think we've gone a little too far. Personally, I think they're going to be able to like save the dollar and and go and get other cert, sort of things. But I don't know that it's going to be as strong because it used to, you know, no one would have wanted to bounce off it like 10, 20 years ago. And they have every right to. Nobody really respects us. No one trusts us because we don't have a stable leader. They go back and forth. We stab all our allies in the back. We go after people in the Middle East who just slightly disagree with us. Why would anyone want to use it unless they like had to? We like threaten people kind of like they did to us with the vaccine. It's like you don't have anything if you don't get the vaccine. Like that's how countries are like, yes, we love America. You're <laughs> such a great ally. Like, please don't Saddam Hussein me. It's like we're like, see, we just spread democracy. It's like you didn't build a single damn school. And if you did, it would probably have a rainbow flag and a trans teacher there. Facts, dude. It's just like the uh, approval ratings for Kim Jong-un in North Korea. It's like, yeah, it's 100% because you die if you say no. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> 100 percent did do they do oh, I'm polls sure. like they that? don't they don't do public polls they're like they just have these people fucking they stand got up there and clap in the rain and go oh i love him so much dude they gotta do public polls he's like <laughs> okay so who hit raise your hand if you like me we'll do it like anybody now you're like oh what do you know 100 percent of people like well the one guy doesn't just gets like bow and arrow to, oh my gosh it's low-key we got we got nothing again we got nothing but skit ideas over here um yeah, so I, I wanted to go down a little bit of the uh, the Russia Ukraine uh, stuff and video that's that's kind of latest and greatest. Um, this is Michael Tracy, uh, John McCain in 2013. Joining oh, nice. now, Senator John McCain, uh, who I know, Senator, you have just addressed the crowd of protesters there yourself in in Kiev. What what is it you, you're trying to do here? Hopefully what we're trying to do is bring about a peaceful transition here that uh, would stop the violence, would give the Ukrainian people uh, what they unfortunately have not with different res revolutions that have taken place, uh, a real legitimate society. This is a, a grassroots uh, uh, 
uh, revolution here. It's been peaceful, except for <laughs> when the government tried to. I'm sorry, I got to pause it. This is a grassroots revolution. That's why an American senator is there in 2013, right before the revolution pops off in 2014. Come the fuck on, John. You see John McCain, it's like seeing a grim reaper in your room. You're like, what the hell is he doing here? He's like, I'm just here for the organic protest that has totally nothing to do with us. I'm just here to observe it. You're like, what the hell? This is, this is as organic as sprouts. And them in the government hasn't done that since uh but i'm praising uh their their ability and their desire to demonstrate peacefully for change that uh, i think they deserve let me ask you this about the u.s role i know that you have wanted uh, the administration uh, perhaps to consider sanctions uh something <laughs> to help boost uh, the anti-government protesters question to you is while we're trying to work on so many things with the Russians, for instance, with Iran and uh, in Syria. Is this really a good time for the U.S. to be taking on uh, Russia? Well, I don't think that we would be taking on Russia. And by the way, uh, I am very pleased with Secretary Kerry's statement. Uh, our uh, Deputy Secretary Victoria Newland, who was here. <laughs> oh, uh, look, the, these people love the United States of America. Oh, yeah, they they love freedom. Uh, and I don't think you could uh, view this as anything but our traditional support uh, for people who uh, want a free and democratic society. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about military action. We're not talking oh, about no, blockades. We are talking about the possibility of sanctions if they continue to brutally repress their people. Mm -hmm. that, that would require some action on our part just because that's what the United States of America is all about. Wow. That's the it's crazy, That's, dude. Uh, it is, isn't it? I mean, 2013, it, it, dude. Here's the thing, too, is like I was never like I, I never liked Republicans, but I never trusted Democrats. I just always liked Republicans less, partially because of the propaganda, but also partially because of like George Bush. And I knew he I never thought he was good or any of these people. So it's like it's really a tough pill to swallow for a lot of Republicans, too, because as much as they like to be like the left so brainwashed and it's like, yeah, it's true. The left is insane and they're wrong about almost everything. And libertarians have more in common with conservatives always. But at the same time, it's like you you guys did think that like they were spreading freedom and democracy. And now you realize that not only were they not doing that there, but they're not even doing that here. And I think that's like it's crazy to just see like the hindsight of, oh, it's this organic thing that is that was that before the Maidan revolution or whatever, where like 90 just a people few died before, dude. Yep. Right mostly peaceful where like way more people died it was like 20 times as violent as the january 6th protests and it's just called like the revolution of dignity says wikipedia that's what they call it the revolution of dignity there's just dignity all over it's like no those are dead bodies from the you know not yeah. peaceful protest but um not, well, yeah, keep in crazy. mind too. Keep in mind too that the the radical elements of that protest were uplifted by our State Department. Uh, Victoria Newland's caught on mic and and also leaked cables thanks to Julian Assange, where we have hard evidence that they were they were whether they were actively selecting or if they were just perf, you know talking preferences. But also you have Senator McCain that's there. He says I've got Victoria Newland here, the head of the state or not the head of the State Department, but a higher up in the State Department. Like all these people are all in Ukraine. What if it's fucking organic? Why are you there? Why? Why do you have to even be there if it's organic? This is just it's so it's on its face. It's a lie, brother. And I don't know right. like and now like obviously the this catalyst you put you basically install a very anti-Russian regime in there because that's what you wanted. 
And then you get that. And then Putin, who has said forever, as we now know in the cable, yet means yet, that Ukraine cannot be added to NATO. It's the reddest of red lines. And let me show you what fucking Stoltenberg, the head of NATO, said just this week. Incredible that he would even have the goal. Where is it at? Here we go. Oh, no. Nope, that's not it. Sorry. Boo. I know, dude. I was I was flying. Hold up. Disclose. There it is. Is that Ukraine will become a member of the alliance. And that position has not changed. Uh, but we know that uh, there are at least two things you need to address uh, to make that possible. Um, one is that we need to ensure that Ukraine prevails as a sovereign independent nation. Of course, any meaningful discussion about Ukraine as a member of the alliance uh, has to be based on that Ukraine is a democratic, independent nation in uh, Europe. And that's exactly what is now challenged uh, or threatened by the uh, brutal Russian invasion. NATO. So, so keep in mind, in order for it to become a member of NATO, NATO has to defend it, which is the whole reason for being a member of NATO. So you see that circular logic there? Like, it doesn't have to be a member of NATO yet because we're going to defend it because it has to be defended. It has to be a democracy so that it can be a member of NATO. Right. Yeah. They're clearly lying and instigating, but always acting like they're the victim. The interesting thing about all this is, one, obviously they pushed, 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 and now they're acting like it just magically started and they had nothing to do with it. Right. But now with all the division, like I call the left wing or, or whatever, the neocons, the neoliberals, like I call it the liberal gay world order. You know, like what we do, it's like we go everywhere and like spread rainbow flags and stuff or something and, you know, like overturn countries. I just think <laughs> it's funny to call it that, like the liberal gay world order. It's like the liberal gay world order versus like Russia, China, Iran. They're trying to do the bricks and stuff. The interesting part about it is when everyone fears like this one global world order, as much as America tries to pretend like the whole world agrees with them, Africa doesn't agree. The Middle East doesn't agree. China doesn't agree. Russia doesn't agree. Like most of uh, South America and Mexico, et cetera, maybe there are allies because they sort of have to be. But as far as like culturally, they completely disagree yeah, with us. Everybody's too. named Jesus. They love Jesus. They're not, you know, they, they Wait, don't you're believe saying in... the Latin X community isn't with us on this. <laughs> no, the Jesus is not. You know, it's like they, they love Jesus and they're more conservative in some cases, as far as like, you know, the gender ideology or whatever. So, you know, I don't know how they're really going to pull all this off where I think at a certain point they overplayed their hand like a lot of things do and they're getting hit. And now I think eventually like it's a tough pill for, for that regime to swallow, but they're going to have to just like fall back eventually and be like, all right, you got that. We got that. And like, let's just like stop because I, I don't think I think Russia, China, like there's too much there for we're not we're not doing this to Afghanistan or, you know, like uh, Al Qaeda or something like this is right. way bigger. And I feel like, you way know, bigger. they yeah, I think they I think they're they're going to have to fall back eventually. I just think they're almost like embarrassed or don't know. I, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe they have some tricks up their sleeve. Obviously, Biden doesn't. It's like someone smarter and younger in a you know, that like puppets him or something. But Dude, I, I think I, it's going to have to end soon, man, because I don't think they're going anywhere with this. I, yeah, I mean, that's I've thought about that a lot, too, because like if you're actually following this, if you're actually like listening to Douglas McGregor or any of the people that are actually trying to tell the truth about what's going on over there, it doesn't look to me like the Ukrainians are doing real hot. Like they're not <laughs> they're not on the cusp of winning this and taking back Crimea. So uh, I think that the the obvious compromise position for the 
since the beginning of the war, before the war even started, the obvious compromise position was you have Luh- Luh- uh, what's it called? Luhansk, I think, and, and the Donbass region get to be independent, autonomous, like their own nations, essentially. And then you have Crimea becomes a part of Russia and that's it. That's how you end it. it like those people already had a referendum. Uh, they Most of them speak Russian. You had a ban against Russian speaking people or the language in, in Ukraine, um, which, by the way, Vladimir Zelensky opposed when he ran for president. And then I saw. Yeah, they I saw that video. Anyways. He admitted that he knew that people spoke Russian in that area and that's was what they preferred. I saw that older video. I'm not a war expert, but I am an expert at reading the news at this point because they're right. they're so obviously overplaying their <laughs> hand all the time. And it's pretty clear that we're not winning the way we said we would because they said they wouldn't bring I call them Stacy Abrams tanks, but I know they're Abrams tanks. Uh, you know, all these things, and it's like, oh, we're not gonna do that. And then all of a sudden it's like we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. Like all these things they said they wouldn't do to escalate it, they're doing, which shows weakness. That would be like you know, me being like, oh, I'll fight you bare hand. And then I have to like run back with like a bat, a bat that I said I'd never get or something like clearly it's not going well if I couldn't finish the job on my own. Yeah. So clearly, like whether they say they're going to take these things or not, it seems like America and Ukraine and the liberal gay world order there. It's not working. So like I know Zelensky likes to role play for money in the Oscars and stuff, but this is only going to last so long. Like eventually reality is going to come down and these people are going to have to swallow their pride because it's like. You can role play that you're winning the war and that there's a secret ghost of Kiev that's invisible shooting down Russian jets. And, you know, like you could play make believe, but I don't it doesn't seem like weird, like beating Russia so bad that they're running away. It doesn't seem that way at all to anyone. So what do you think about that? Like who's winning the war technically? Well, I I mean, to me, it's quite clear that that Ukraine, other than a full on NATO invasion, there is no chance that Ukraine takes back Crimea. It's just zero. Like, could they defend successfully if it doesn't go nuclear? Could they defend, you know, Kiev? Yeah, probably. Um, but just because, like, that's their that's their last line, essentially. Um, so, I, I think that it really, like, if we're going to avoid World War Three, that's the compromise position that any rational person ought to be pushing. Is like, yeah, you got the the L and the D. They get to be their own thing, and then you get the uh, Crimea becomes Russia. Like that's, that's it. That's how this ends. That's how this ends. If we don't all die. And, and you know, for me, I don't really care if I'm being totally honest, I don't care at all. If Zelensky or Putin is the ruler of Crimea, I don't care. And I don't think the vast majority of Americans care. I don't think they have any idea that Crimea had, you know, that there was a lease that Russia had on Crimea, which Ukraine tore up. And, and that was basically, uh, you know, a deal breaker for the Russians. They had to have that warm water port. I mean, there's so much that goes into this. And I just think that the vast majority of people are totally unaware. They're they're told that you have to defend democracy and it's just that simple to them, but it's not that simple. <laughs> like right. you could have not not only could you have World War Three, but even if we don't have World War Three, if we're fortunate enough to avoid that, you could ultimately destroy everyone's economic way of life. The US dollar could be become confetti because you have the the petrodollar system that's ending. You have all of those dollars that are being traded in overseas accounts that all of a sudden come flooding home because they're no longer being utilized in global trade. Well, if you have an, a, a massive influx of trillions of dollars that come back to America, brother, we're looking at, I mean, we already have bad inflation. Imagine if that transpires. Then you're talking, you know, 40 or 50% annualized inflation, maybe even higher. And that's when you start to see, you know, revolutions. And I don't want to see any of that. So like just the, the, uh, the cost benefit analysis is totally out of whack on this. And for the life of me, I don't know what their, their exit 
strategy is. I really, I can't even envision it at this point other than to just like, you know, take their bag and go home. Right. Well, I think they're being dishonest because like Zelensky is like a star. He gets the money. He, he like he's like trying to like lobby everyone to like fight for him. But it seems like that Russia, the reason it had so much ease taking Crimea and these other places, which, as we know, were in conflict for like a decade. It's not new. Yep, um, yep. It seems like more people there are Russian, speak Russian and like Russia. So it's hard Facts. to rule a place when people don't like you there. Like, I'm sure Putin already had a lot of stuff there. The people liked him. So when the right. war broke out and further, they're, they're sliding to the side that they're with. So Zelensky has to put on this fake act where he probably knows damn well it would be very difficult to take that because not only would you have to fight Russia there, but the people don't even like you. So even if you do take over, it's going to be like a constant war against your own people. It would be like if Gavin Bingo. Newsom tried to take the most conservative county in the country where 99% of people liked Republicans and tried to be like the dictator there. Like he'd have to be at war with the citizens the entire time he's there. It's not worth it for Zelensky, but it's like Z Zelensky is a very interesting character because it's like he he gets to like play this game and just get everyone's money and stuff and right. you know what i'm saying like flail his arms but yeah i think eventually like what i just said is true and they got to just back up and uh it's it sucks that our country's so compromised that you know our leaders won't do that but who knows maybe if uh trump or desantis or someone else gets in may maybe they they could stop it or maybe biden falls back but I want to ask you a question real quick. Sure. You know, sometimes I feel like it's part of a WWE show and I'm not trying to get too conspiratorial because it's it's too perfect. It's like, OK, like George Bush starts these wars. He's a patriot. Obama is like the outsider. He's half black. He's liberal. He's just like you. He plays basketball and listens to Kendrick Lamar. Eight years. Everybody realizes he's a phony. He's just like Mitt Romney. And right. then Trump comes around. He's like totally different. He's going to fight the establishment. It ends in Trump locking the country down and selling vaccines harder than Bill Gates. And yeah, the second dude. the mandates wouldn't be there, well, now there's a Democrat that are going to mandate the products and the Republicans get the fill out of their arms. They're running out of room. The Democrats don't know what to do because they're like starting a war. And then Trump gets back in and he ends the war. It's like yeah. it, it always happens so perfectly where either this is like the craziest coincidence or this is just like a big elite theater where they need a certain character to achieve a certain goal. Dude, you're noticing too much. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think those are all fair questions. You know, I, I tend to lean towards it just being the machinations of the deep state and, and they, it doesn't like the figurehead doesn't make a tremendous amount of difference. And, and I think that's why you saw the undermining of both Bernie Sanders as well as Ron Paul is like, those are guys that aren't really under their thumb and they would be a problem for them. Lesser with Bernie, obviously, very much so with Ron Paul. He would have been a fucking problem. Right. Um, <laughs> so they just, like, you just can't have guys like that in there. But if you can get, even if you have an outsider get in there, like Trump, but he doesn't understand the inner workings. He doesn't understand the game. And he's also totally narcissistic and, and you can just appeal to him based off of stroking his ego i mean look at look at what he said about gavin newsom he's like he's like yeah you know he's a fucking terrible governor but like he was always really nice to me it's like that doesn't matter Donald. Right. like who gives a shit if he's nice to you dude have you not learned yet like fauci was blowing you too when he was also fucking up the country and ruining your chances of being right. president again do you care that he was being nice to you back then because i he, don't care he says the same thing i'm sure you saw his bill o'reilly thing where bill o'reilly was grilling him 
He's like, you did too much with Fauci. And he goes, you know, he, he said to me, call me Tony. We were actually good friends. Call me Tony. Exactly. And Bill O'Reilly's like, call me Tony. Like, you know, like he's, he literally says that. Like, bro, what? And, yeah. and he said, I'll never hit, like he meant not physically, but like, you know, with, with yes. attacks. I'll never hit Gavin Newsom because he's really nice to me. And it's like, so you're willing to kick Thomas Massey, the only good Republican out of the party, because he's right. But you will never talk bad about Gavin Newsom because you're friends with him. And this is the outsider that I'm supposed Dude. to just roll out. Like, it's insane that people don't get it. But like that experiment you said, unfortunately, that's human nature. And, and this yeah. is why we, we can't play the victim. We're not the victim of the left. It's not just the left. It, you know, our base is just as is weak and foolish sometimes as the left is. So it's like you, you know, you don't get to be Michael Jordan if you're not good at basketball, and you don't get to make decisions in the world if if you're going to get fooled by you know Barack Obama and and George Bush. Like it's it's just the way the world works. So it's yeah. like you know, but God, I don't know. Like I, I I do feel like sometimes that they put the right person in at the right time. I just like seeing it that way. It might not be like you said, it might be, they just have a stranglehold, but it's like, it, it was a perfect thing because if Hillary was there, I don't think they would have had an easy time locking down Republicans. Yo, Hillary's evil. She's trying to do communism. But when Trump does it, it's to fight the Chinese virus. You know, yeah, it was yeah. a even for me. I'm so it's <laughs> like, you know, I don't think Biden and the Democrats have any out in this war besides just admitting they were wrong and giving up. But it's like if Trump gets in and does it, then they could be like, oh, he worked with Putin and Stormy Daniels spanked him on the butt 70 <laughs> years ago in a Russian hotel. And you're like, what? You know, and, people, and like somehow everyone's grandma's watching CNN and they're like, yeah, Stormy Daniels. You're like, you're still talking about Stormy Daniels. It's been six years. Like, and really? MSNBC's ratings are back up and everybody's getting fed and everybody's happy. I mean, it could it could play that way. I don't know. I Honestly, like I don't even care, man. I all I care about is that we world we avoid World War Three. Like I feel like we can survive anything. We can survive the dollar dying. We can survive anything, but we cannot survive World War Three. We cannot survive nuclear war. I'm sorry, we can't. And for the record, if it if we're fortunate enough to not have nu World War Three go nuclear, you ain't winning that war, folks. I don't think people have paid attention to military readiness in this country. The fact that we're outmanned by. I don't know, a billion people when you consider that it would almost certainly be China and Russia versus America. Like, that's so crazy. Um, but yet you still have a lot of people that are like, we got to fucking flex hard. We got to sanction all these people. We got to we got to yeah. defend Taiwan. We got to defend Crimea. It's like, look, we can't defend these places. Uh, you guys are out of your minds. They're going to divest themselves of the dollar. We're going to have hyperinflation here. And then you're going to fight World War Three while dealing with hyperinflation. Good luck. You're not well, going to win. The military is just like so weird now, too, because they're pumping in things that are just like very bizarre and weak. And like I was saying, they used to just do war propaganda. You know, where it's like be a strong man and fight war. It doesn't make it right. It's still propaganda. But I get it. You're making America strong with war propaganda. Yeah. Um, Like who can we find out who hates us in the government? Because the fact that they're like be weak and fat and join the military and like, and like how is this going to help us in the war that you're starting? You're starting this huge war. And you're making our military weaker, stupider. You're like demonizing strong men. Like clearly somebody hates us here. <laughs> like, but it's very diverse and inclusive. So, <laughs> you know, I guess that's all that matters. I, what are we doing? I'd like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're escalating towards World War III with two nuclear powers, the two nations on earth that have the most nukes. Russia, who probably has a better nuclear arsenal than America. You have China that's got 300 plus nuclear warheads 
and a billion and a half people. And you're like, oh yeah, we're going to win this. Like, no, no, we're not. We're not going to win. I don't like, I don't even know how they could like theoretically think they're going to win or that you could even survive uh, like a nuclear exchange. We have people talking about preemptive nuclear strikes. This has been for the longest time since the 1980s in the cold war. Everyone knew everyone knew you don't preemptively strike with nuclear weapons against a nuclear power because that means that they fucking return fire in which case the world ends but these people talk about it openly now i feel like the the degradation of our like our in, intellectual class is one of the gravest risks to our nation we don't have the brilliant people that we once did like i like not that our statesmen were fucking geniuses back then either they were scum the scumbags you know terrible people too but like at least they had some semblance of like professionalism and a little bit of grasp with reality but like the leadership class today is like straight out of diversity equity inclusion class and they don't have a clue how to keep humanity functioning it's very disturbing i think i if i could guess like how this all happened because it's like how did we get here i mean there's a a bunch of different angles to it but one is like when a group of people has power and they don't want to let it go and they just get desperate, 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 they're, they're willing to do anything to try to hang on to what they have, even if it's at the cost of their entire country. Like they don't even like the people here. They don't like the race. They don't like the religion. Like they hate you, but they yeah. just want to keep power. So there's these propaganda battles going on. Like it used to be like, you're not strong if you don't want to fight a war with America. And that made sense, even though it was still propaganda. Now there's like a thousand different propagandas competing, competing. Everyone's getting scrambled. And instead of like, if the truth is like up is up, down is down, the sky is blue. But then someone's like, it's orange, it's purple, it's yellow, it's Fauci. There's so <laughs> many things that like, instead of just telling the truth, they, they like can't do that because they've scrambled things so much that they're just like, well, I just got to keep scrambling it to maintain power. And it's yeah, like, man. you know, eventually, hopefully <clears throat> what usually happens is reality and nature sets in and, and it all fails because it's going to fail one way or another. But I hope someone comes in and and fixes it because i don't want it to fail with like everyone failing you know but like this whole this whole thing of like even like you said with trump versus biden i'm not delusional trump even on his worst day will give you a few gems in an interview even when he's being annoying he'll still give you a few gems biden i don't think he's ever there's actually only one thing that i've ever agreed with him on and it was when he said that hotels should not be allowed to do hidden fees when they're like, oh, it's $100. And then it's like $200 because there's like an $80 like a uh, resort fee. Like, just tell me how much it is. I think that's, yeah. you know, it's like saying my I food's $50, but then it's $90 and there's like a food fee. So I was like, that's the only good thing I've ever heard Biden say that I agreed with. Everything else he's <laughs> never said. minor. <laughs> it's very, it's very minor, dude. It's, and yeah. people got mad when I said that. I was like, that's a good idea. They're like, oh, you working for Biden? I'm like, no, I just don't like fake fees and stuff. But uh, besides well, that's, that's that, just, that's just like, that's just like false advertising. Just tell me the price. That's I think facts. That's Make America reasonable. great again. Get rid of that Biden. But besides that, he's wrong about everything. He lies about everything. Like he, there's no authenticity in this guy at all. He's like a skeleton, a vampire. And same with a lot of the left. They become so wicked that they're not making any sense in anything. So it's like eventually this. Honestly, I think let's go back to the Sank Anna thing. It's like eventually Mm. it's like, what the hell? I'm going to starve. And they're like, yeah, that's like, yeah, that's where this is going. If you follow people like that, like eat the bugs and get in the pod, Anna. (laughs) I don't want freaking bugs. I thought we were in steak, Sank. She's like, I I I thought the poor were going to have to eat the bugs and live in the pod. (laughs) I have to do it, too. It's like, yeah, bitch, that's how it works.
Here's five books on other communist regimes that show how they always turn their t- turn their backs on their own people and stab each other in the back. Have fun, Anna. You know that's. <laughs> I so, wish I wish they would know that we all get the wall. That's just the reality of the situation, and I mean that uh, metaphorically, not literally. Um, I believe in right. America, though. I, I think we could. I think we could turn it around, but it's well, it's definitely getting pendulum e. Like it's got to swing the other way. It's getting it's too. Got to, dude. And 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 I hope it doesn't swing so hard that we end up with like real real violence uh you know towards the woke because like that that concerns me too even though at this point it looks high more uh you know much more probable that people like you and i will end up in the camps i don't want there to be camps man i don't i don't want people to be put in camps real quick we'll be good i I thought of it today on twitter because i was like okay there's this whole fight going on like china wants taiwan america wants taiwan i figured out the solution i'll take taiwan it's mine now okay both countries calm down i got it anomaly thank you i got it it's mine We'll build a few clubs there, build a soccer facility, and, and then and then the war is over. So that's t- that's my solution for peace: is give me Taiwan and let the adults stop fighting like babies. <laughs> I'm down to it. It's done. I gr- I'm granting it to you. Anomaly now owns Taiwan. Uh, I expect a, uh, a discount on any sort of computer pro- uh, processing chips. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, all right, let's do. Uh, one more Ukraine bit because this is just so infuriating to me. For those that have, you know, saw me on Timcast on Friday, I was going off on on how the Clinton administration was largely responsible for the destruction of the economy um, in Russia in the 1990s. Well, I left out, but I should have added that he also bombed Yugoslavia in 1999, which demonstrated to Russia that NATO was in fact an offensive vehicle. And and obviously, you know, every liberal you talk to or leftist will just say, oh, no, 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 NATO is a, uh, you know, it's a defensive treaty. No, no, the fuck it's not. Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia approved it. Here's, uh, you know, Bill Clinton rewriting history as usual. A personal statement. Oops. How concerned are you about what's happening in Ukraine? Well, I knew that President Putin did not support the agreement President Yeltsin made never to interfere with Ukraine's territorial boundaries. An agreement he made because he wanted Ukraine to give up their nuclear weapons. They were afraid to give them up because they thought that's the only thing that protected them from an expansionist Russia. So he gave them up. Yeltsin- A quick note, those nuclear weapons were old USSR nukes. So they were in fact Russia's nuclear weapons. I think that's important to note. It's insane that he still does interviews like there's someone that wants to hear like, you know, that's like, what does Bill Clinton think like that? Really? You know, like that's insane that I because he kind of like went away after the Hillary thing. Like he kind of fell back. You know, he's like, I know my place. I I had a problem and, you know, nobody likes me that much. Like, <laughs> well, keep, keep in mind, now. too. Keep in mind, too, that the reason and this is uh, Scott Horton's book uh, details how this all came to pass. But. Hillary Clinton, after the Monica Lewinsky uh, fiasco, wouldn't speak to Bill. the The first time she spoke to him, I shit you not, was to tell him to bomb Yugoslavia. Dude, that's, that's, that's real true. love. That's, that's real. real. <laughs> that's real Washington love. She's like, "Hey, baby," he's like, "Baby, what?" And she's like, "Can you bomb Yugoslavia?" Like, you're like, "Dude, Washington is a disgusting, disgusting <laughs> place, dude." This is this is why I think some of them are satanic. Word was good. He kept his word, but he couldn't pass it to the Duma. So when it became convenient to him, uh, President Putin broke it and first took Crimea. And uh, I feel terrible about it because (laughs) Ukraine is a very important country. And I feel 
a personal stake because I got them to agree to give up their nuclear weapons, and none of them believe that Russia would have pulled this stunt if Ukraine still had their weapons. Yeah, of course. Uh, sorry, I'm going to stop it there just because it's too quiet. But um, the dude is just such a fucking scumbag, lying piece of garbage. And I'm I'm so sick of these politicians that that like they create these crises and then they get up on their you know soapbox and they they lament things that aren't even relevant. Uh, like, what about your responsibility? What what about the fact that the Russians consistently like people still talk about russia as if it's fucking communist the ussr the ussr fell it fell in 1991 okay so please stop referring to them as if they're communists the whole reason that their economy is this oligarchical you know kind of fascistic model is because of the imf loans which the clinton administration shoved down their fucking throat because yeltsin was trying to get reelected like it's it's our sick political class and Russia's sick political class that ultimately drove Russia into back-to-back depressions that were vicious. I'm talking 1995 and 99. You had back-to-back depressions. The life expectancy of the Russian people dropped like over a decade during that period. It's it was horrific. And of course, these people who are like trying to look at capitalism as if like, oh, like let's let's enter the West. We're we're not communists. We're not communists anymore. Like treat us nicely. And then Bill Clinton, you know, just destroys these people and then he gets up there and he says oh putin didn't agree with yeltsin no putin didn't agree with yeltsin because he asked if he could be added to nato and you and the bush administration bush jr laughed him off so of course he then realized that this whole ukraine situation was a a, a stalling tactic for you guys to basically you know weaken his country i don't know man i'm sorry to rant at you but it's just uh it's frustrating <laughs> i mean he does not look good so i think the karma is kind of hurting him there yeah, i don't know true. i don't know if he's like 80 or a thousand years old it's hard to tell but you know with uh, a <laughs> thousand yeah i mean it's it's definitely Lord. it's definitely interesting how we worked with communist russia to fight hitler and we worked with like communist china and did all this un stuff and we're like we're gonna get together with the world and like you look at who made the un and it's like a lot of communists and now like we're getting further and further into communist ideology and Russia has gone away from it. Like, it's just interesting yeah. how, how things change and uh, how America has become what it didn't want. But I mean, to me, it's not that surprising because we worked with the communists, you know, it's like, that was like our ally at the time. And it's like, well, we had to fight the other evil in order to do it. It's like, well, the UN, like it didn't turn communist. In my opinion, it always was communist because it was started with us, Russia, china and w- w- what is that like every libertarian and every conservative knows that they're they're fighting for states rights and local rights you know and you're out here i mean forget about the federal government which at least makes somewhat sense for america you're talking about a, a united nations that now can shut me down on facebook when i disagree with a, a medical injection and, and and there's like fact checkers from france and stuff i mean this is every conservative and libertarian's worst nightmare and yes. somehow we got conned <laughs> into doing that stuff in the whenever it was i don't know 60s 70s like it's it's crazy that people didn't catch on to that earlier but you know here we are not good all all good points man um all right we'll get out of here with one one other thing i think this is uh new zealand or maybe it's scotland i think it might have been scotland i watched it a week ago um but this is absolutely wild you know the, the whole advent of this concept of hate speech i think people need to be really really aware of how transparently intended to censor and any sort of speech rights and ultimately criminalize uh, any sort of wrong think. But listen to these people. I mean, you could not be more deluded. 
You're homophobes. Dear homophobes. Yes. <laughs> Bigots. Transphobes. And disablers. <laughs> there are things this country doesn't welcome. We don't welcome you attacking people because of their religion, where they're from, or the colour of their skin. We don't welcome you abusing and bullying disabled people. We don't welcome threatening gay, lesbian, or transgender people with verbal or physical abuse. Okay. It, it, it seems like it's all going okay, right? Uh, up until this point. I mean, it's, Can I just it's, say something real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, it's time to get back to it's time to get back to the coffee shop. I don't know why my baristas are, you know, out here. I think Chat GPT got Clint guys. He succumbed. To, he's the first victim. Up. Oh, I guess it's my show now. You know, now that we got rid of uh, the host, now we could really have some fun, folks. Welcome to the Anomaly Show. It's mine now. What should I do with it? Should I? How do I get into the analytics? Is there a way to like drain his bank account or something? I could kind of. You know what I'm saying? Get out of here with a couple hundred bucks. Um, I don't even know how to end his show. So, um, you know, welcome to Liberty Lockdown with Anomaly. I apologize. Uh, the original host, Clint, um, you know, he got, he, he's terminated. He's on a Nick Cannon apology tour. Uh, he said some hate speech, you know, behind the scenes, but uh, here he is. Uh, uh, you're the man. Did you, did you go on? You're supposed to be on a week uh, leave. You got canceled for hate speech, and I took over your show. <laughs> we have we have 20 seconds left, and and it freezes me out. All right, let's finish this. You're this you're story. lucky. I'm such a professional that I was able to keep the show afloat. You know, I'm made I'm made for these moments, dude. Ice I, cold. I, I'll send you all the market or all the advertising money. Uh, all, right. all right, let's let's finish this up. Haters are not going to hate here. That's why if we see anything, we're calling the police. We believe in acceptance. And it's time you accept that. <laughs> yes, Scotland. <laughs> Hate crime. Report it to stop it. Oh. Right. I got to say something real quick. This goes Please. not just to that community, whatever that community would be, the barista community. <laughs> this goes to conservatives, liberals, transgenders. People don't understand this in this world, and it's not just the left. People don't have to like you when you're like, you have to respect, like people don't have to respect you. People don't have to like you. People don't have to enjoy your company. They don't have to want to listen to you talk. All this stuff is earned. Okay. So I, I can't stand when I see someone on the right or the left be like, you need to like this. Like I absolutely don't need to like this. And just like, you don't need to like me. And if you like me, I appreciate it. I think I'm pretty funny, but if you don't, that's okay too. That's the world. Not, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But yep. this idea that these people have that like you must respect me like absolutely not that's that's not <laughs> how any of this stuff works and it has nothing to do with your sexuality you all look like low-key psychotic very unimpressive and just kind of mean and weird you know so i, I don't like anything about you're it all, and it has not, nothing to do with all that stuff you're all you're all a bunch of mid bitches to me that's just a fact <laughs> i'm sorry i'm just being straight with you like you're all unimpressive to me, so I don't have to like you. And I and I'm gonna use whatever language I want to describe it. I'm gonna be polite still. I'm gonna be polite. I, mean, I don't like that energy towards me. I don't like that energy of like you must like me. And it's like I no. Do you, no, do you understand no, 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 no. like the the obvious uh you know conflict in in terms when you say bigotry or like bigotry is not accepted here? It's like okay, so you're you're demanding acceptance of all people by saying that you we will not accept you if you don't accept that it's like no no no. you're the tyrant now do you get it like do you see that you're also 
being bigoted towards bigots. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that bigots are like good people. I'm not. I don't. I'm not actually bigoted, but I. There's think good people on both sides, Clint. There are good, good people, people on, on both, both sides. sides. Trump was right about that. <laughs> There's good people on both sides. Okay, I'm just saying. But uh, dude, imagine if Freddie Mercury never made some of the best music ever, and he just sat there and complained. You know, that's like these people. It's like go do something great, and people will like you. You know, it's like exactly, if, dude. if Mike Tyson came out and he's like, "I'm gay," people are like, "Yo, I don't agree with that. I'm a Christian," but you know, your highlights are pretty fire. I'm still going to watch them. Like, you know, you can't just sit there and demand my respect. It's like, go, go back, go make an oat milk latte, come back with a better attitude and we could be friends. But this idea that you, you talk down to me like that and I have to like it. It's not how any of this works. Go make Bohemian Rhapsody. You know what I'm saying? Go, <laughs> exactly. dude. You can't do that. No one can, you know, it's yeah. like, that's undoable. But in general, it's like, go do something impressive, please. Yeah. Phil- Philadelphia <laughs> didn't make me love gay people. Freddie Mercury did. <laughs> Freddie Mercury well, made me. It's just game. like, you know, they're like, these these homosexuals are out of control, but they're like, but we will rock you goes too hard to not sing. You know, it's like exactly. you just like you just had to do it. You're like, dude, I don't you're like, I don't agree with this lifestyle, but have you heard Bohemian Rhapsody? I cried three different times to to, to three different styles in one song. And you're like, Yeah, he's really good, dude. It's uh, like, like I, I'm not down with what they're doing to their boyfriend's butts, but that song slaps. Okay. It does, dude. We will rock you is a banger. Every Every like white suburban conservative was blasting that playing basketball because you would you'd slap the bleachers. You know what I'm saying? Like it was built in like boom, boom. Yeah. But like you just couldn't deny it. You're like, wait, uh, you're like a sodomite made that song. How dare him? <laughs> They're like, but, you know, El- Elton John made Crocodile Rock. They're like, darn it. I thought that song was really straight. You're like, you did. Yeah, yeah, you thought it's, that just, it's as straight as your beer man. of choice, brother. <laughs> I've been drinking, I've been drinking Bud Light and listening to Elton John for forty years, and you're telling me both of them are gay? I thought they were both straight. You're like, where? You're like Bud Light's been gay. Where have you been? It's 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 been gay for a long time. Like no way. It's been gay as long as he's been alive. That's just the facts. Uh, Tina, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks, Tina. And, and then we got uh, Garbage Main says, what up, Wiggerty Lockdown? We got, we're going to drink some uh, beer in Nashville at the end of the month. Uh, yeah, by the way, I will be speaking. Uh, I will be debating Destiny on April 22nd in Nashville, uh, live on the war in Ukraine and whether or not America should be supporting it. So, yes, Garbage Main, I will have a beer with you, but it better be a heterosexual beer, brother, because yeah, I don't no, drink any of that yeah. gay stuff. I don't, I drink, dude, I drink Budweiser. You know what I'm saying? No light, light. Oh, what do I need a light? No, I want the full thing. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you guys all so much for the comments. I, I, I'm shocked that given I haven't done anything live in three plus months that we got as many people as we did. Uh, thank you so much to Anomaly. Go ahead and tell people where they can follow you. All the descriptions or, or all the links will be in the description below, but uh, anything else you'd like to leave the, with the people? You see my name, Dream Rare, right there. It's dreamrarelinks.com, or or you could even go to dreamrare.com. I got two new products out. I got Big Farmers, not Big Pharma. So support Ooh, Big Farmers. I like it. I like Not it. Big Pharma. I actually made a mistake when I was like talking. I was like, Big Farmers. I was like, I mean, Big Pharma. And I was like, oh, that's a, you know what I'm saying? Then, then the rapper kicked in, and I almost battled myself live on air. But <laughs> check out dreamrare.com. I appreciate it. I love it. I love it, man. All right. Um, everybody that's here, hit that like button right now. Hit the subscribe button right now. Hit the comment button right now and write something and find a significant other in the comments because there's a lot of incels up in this motherfucker. I'm looking at all. We got girls in here. We got guys. Everyone find a significant other. Make some babies. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, oh, and go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Sign up to become a supporting member of my show. And I will catch you guys soon. We are. We are. 
big shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening Scared Hollywood lefties lyrical feffinin' A typo with Luke might bring the nooses We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcast sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky Smooth Tom was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic, a rip for 59 Miles to ratio, that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war, but we're ready You know I'd be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows, just don't get treated like a hoe Thank you.